this is a trigger warning. Um, today we have some scripture and some topics that are very challenging. Um, it is about sexual abuse. It is the the story is the rape of Tamar. So know that going in. Um, please, if this is going to be triggering for you or or uh, bring up a lot of things, um, don't. It's not worth it, right? But um, but also reach out to someone, um, talk with someone. As if you do watch the video and uh, you feel that you need to talk to someone, please do so. Um, I am available. You can also reach out to someone else in your community. The, um, just reach out. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 8th, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Our readings for today are Psalm 103 and 150, 2 Samuel 13, 1 through 22, Romans 15, 1 through 13, and John 3, 22 through 36. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in God's sanctuary. Praise God in God's mighty firmament. Praise God for God's mighty deeds. Praise God according to God's surpassing greatness. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 2 Samuel 13, 1-22 Some time passed. David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar, and David's son Amnon fell in love with her. Amnon was tormented, so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister Tamar. For she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of David's brother, Shimeah. And Jonadab was a very crafty man. He said to him, O son of the king, why are you so haggard morning after morning? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, Let my sister Tamar come and give me something to eat and prepare the food in my sight so that I may see it and eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make a couple of cakes in my sight so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go to your brother Amnon, Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, where he was lying down. She took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked the cakes. Then she took the pan and set them out before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Send, send out everyone from me. So everyone went out from him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, 
Bring the food to the chamber so that I may eat from your hand. So Tamar took the cakes she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. But when she brought them near him to eat, she took, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do anything so vile. As for me, where could I carry my shame? And as for you, you would be as one of the scoundrels in Israel. Now, therefore, I beg you, speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. But he would not listen to her. And being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon was seized with a very great loathing for her. Indeed, his loathing was even greater than the lust he had for, felt for her. Amnon said to her, Get out! She said to him, No, my brother, for this wrong in sending me away is greater than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. He called the young men who served him and said, Put this woman out of my presence and bolt the door after her. Now she was wearing a long, long robe with sleeves, for this is how the virgin daughters of the king were clothed in earlier times. So a servant put her out and bolted the door after her. But Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the long robe that she was wearing. She put her hands on her head and went away, crying aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has Amnon your brother been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this to heart. So Tamar remained a desolate woman in her brother Absalom's house. When King David heard of all these things, he became very angry, but he would not punish his son Amnon, because he left him, for he was his firstborn. But Absalom spoke to Amnon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon, because he had raped his sister Tamar. Romans 15, 1-13 we who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up the neighbor. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with, this, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise God. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. To him the Gentiles shall hope. 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And from John chapter 3, verses 22 through 36. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside and he spent some, uh, some time there with them and baptized John also was baptizing in at Anon near Salem because water was abundant there and people kept coming and being baptized. John, of course, had not yet been thrown into prison. Now, a discussion about purification arose between John's disciples and a Jew. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you across the Jordan to whom you testified, here he is baptizing and all are going to him. John answered, No one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. For this reason, my joy has been fulfilled. He must increase but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted his testimony has certified this, that God is true. He whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but must endure God's wrath. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, um, yeah. So we might remember that Nathan warned David that because of his infidelity, with Bathsheba uh, taking advantage of her and the killing of her wife Uriah, that the sword would never leave his household. To a certain extent, that is uh, part of the reason why this next story comes up. Because, guess what? It's, it's a palace. Uh, people can do math. People see what's going on. There are, I'm sure, all sorts of stories about what happened between David and Bathsheba, and they know what happened with Uriah, that he, he died and after he was called back, and all of these are different things, right? People are not dumb. They know what has happened. They know what the king allow, was allowed to do and got away with, right? So Amnon, he has this lust for his sister. And he, with the help of a friend, conspires to rape her. She begs him not to. Says, this is not something that is done in Israel. This is not something that is according to the law. This is not something that we're supposed to do. You know what? Honestly, if you want to marry me, that would be fine. Just ask our father. He'll do it. But don't just use me. But he does. He, he overpowers her. He rapes her. 
there's no <laughs> there's no other word like this is absolutely positively rape and then not only does he rape her but then he has this disgust for her after he's used her and discards her it's vile it's terrible It is born of the sins of the father, right? I mean, this is, this is absolutely what's going on. Just as David raped Bathsheba, we don't get as much of her perspective in that story, but it was rape nonetheless. Now, Amnon rapes his sister, Tamar. She goes to her brother the only place that she can go because now she is no longer a virgin. There is a clear double standard. Um, men can do whatever, but if a woman has, has been used up, she is now, nobody will want to marry her. She goes to her, her brother Absalom and he says, don't worry about this. And because we happen to know where this story goes, he does not say this to sort of like gaslight or anything like that. He doesn't say it doesn't actually matter, but he is going to take this into his own hands. He is going to take revenge. The sword is not going to leave David's household. So that's where we set that story and end that story. It is not a fun story. This is a terrible, terrible story. Um, so. But something that we need to talk about because um, we don't have a great track record in the church, the broader church, with things around sex and sexuality. Um, we don't have a great track record with sexual abuse um, in various parts of our the body of Christ, right? Um, we allow these things to happen and have for hundreds of years, thousands of years, frankly. We're trying to do better, right? And yet we can point at stories where people take advantage, where they mistreat and um, abuse others and use them up and sometimes just discard them. We need to be open and acknowledge the fact that this happens and we cannot hide it. If you or something you know has been sexually abused, reach out. Do not hide these things because these things fester. These things don't go away. They fester, they grow, they rot, they, they are passed on to the next generation. We cannot let these things stand. If you have been abused, if someone that you know has been abused, if you suspect that someone has been abused, say something. Reach out. It's important.
Romans. Romans talks about this is uh, continuing the conversation about um, food sacrifice to idols and differences of opinions. And Paul commends the church in Rome not to get cause someone else to stumble, cause someone else to sin. That we should have a care for one another and to build one another up in hope. This is the purpose. Um, to lift one another up in hope. Um, and to not cause one another, he talks about, you know, for one, it may be a real big issue, food sacrificed to idols, and for others, it really doesn't. But if you're one who that's not a big deal, don't let your sort of callousness or your, your um, uh, laissez-faire, your, you know, like you're not worrying about it, cause the one for whom it would really truly be a sin, would be really a, a challenge. Don't let your sort of strength in faith overwhelm their weakness. Um, and maybe maybe this goes back to the, the previous thing, right? If you don't think that um, sexual abuse or maybe you, you may not think that sexual abuse is not a problem, but there's definite um, differences in standards. Look at the, you know, look at the whole thing with, uh, what's his name, Cuomo, who all of these people came and said, you know, there's clear sexual abuse here. And he says, well, I've never sexually abused anybody. Sure, I kiss him on the forehead. Sure, I grab him on the shoulder and do all these different things, right? But I've, I've never done that, right? Um, there are different standards. If you don't think something is sexual abuse, but the person who has been abused does, don't let your view on the situation, you know, stop giving comfort, giving, giving assistance to a situation that is perceived to be um, worse than you think it is. Sorry to go back to it, but it's, it's right there. All right, anyways. Um, then we have in uh, John, we have Jesus is now baptizing people. John is baptizing people. And some people come to John and say, hey, what's going on? This, this guy over here, he's, there's, there's more people following him. He's, he's got a, a, a larger reach than you do. And John's response is a very faithful one. Great. Good. I'm glad. Because the bridegroom is the one that has the bride. The friend of the bridegroom? I'm the friend of the bridegroom. I'm happy to see the bridegroom. And I'm happy to see that the bridegroom has received the bride. I must decrease. He must increase. There was a, a sort of sticker thing that would, people would put on the back of their um, cars. This is a while ago. This is back when I was in California. So I don't know if it was here at all. But it, it was the sim symbolically saying, I must in decrease. Christ must increase. Um, that should be the goal of our ministries. That should be the goal of everything that we do, that Christ would be lifted up and that we 
you know, kind of like what we were talking about yesterday, that we should, um, we should be humble. We should be uh, um, the greatest in the kingdom of, is not uh, the greatest in any other way that we measure greatness in the rest of the world, but that we should be um, servants, right? So heavy stuff today. There we go. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. God of all mercies, we praise you that you have brought us to this new day, brightening our lives with the dawn of promise and hope in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for ministries of discernment and governance. Those who teach and those who learn. The community of faith in your church. Reconciliation in our relationships. All gifts of healing and forgiveness. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for your good work. For the beauty around us. For the hope that you have given us. Merciful God, strengthen us in our prayer that we may lift up the brokenness of this world for your healing and share in the saving love of Jesus Christ. Especially we pray for the church in Europe. Safe, clean, and renewable energy. Those who are lonely and forgotten. Those from whom we are estranged. All who glorify you in worship and service. People of God, for what else do we pray? Lord God, we lift up all victims of sexual abuse. For those who have been brave and stood up. For those afraid and unable to speak. For those who can't even tell themselves what things that they have experienced. Lord God, we especially pray for those victims who have been abused by those in the church. For the many layers of deception and abuse that have gone on. 
for the rot within your bride. Lord God, we pray for courage. Courage for victims to stand up and say what has happened. Courage also for abusers to get the help that they need. Courage for councils, for bishops, for leaders to call out abuses, to stop them, to protect the people of God. For God, these are big things. But we pray that you would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Amen. Eternal God, you are the source of every gift and the fountain of all blessing. Give us such joy in living and such peace in serving Christ that we may gratefully make use of all your blessings and joyfully seek our risen Lord in everyone we meet. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, so far as it depends on us, let us live peaceably with all. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you for joining me today for daily prayer. Um, I, that may have been intense. If you would like to talk more about that, um, please let me know. Uh, please reach out to someone uh, and talk through some of these things. Join me for more prayer tomorrow. And join us for worship later today. Like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription button. Go to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church, USA, 2018 edition. And our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.